welcome to Somebody's Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Kendra. And Nicole. Thank you guys for joining <laughs> us for another episode. Um, we are excited to be back on the podcast this week. So let's jump right in. Um, yes. How was your weekend, Nicole? Oh my goodness. This weekend, I finally got some rest in, which was really what I really needed. So I finally got some rest. On Friday, I told my husband and my kids, listen, Saturday, I'm sleeping in. Don't ask me nothing. When you wake up, you guys go downstairs. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. Like, I, they woke up, they went downstairs, and then I just had, like, an hour to myself to just rest and think. And it made my day so much smoother, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I forgot to tell you guys last week, but I started the process of just like decluttering my house and like just throwing everybody's stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been enjoying it. I've really been enjoying throwing everybody's stuff away. And because I figure if there's nothing to throw away, then there's no reason for me to have to clean so much all the time. So the laundry room right now looks fabulous. The living room's coming along. The kitchen, we're getting to that. And I'm just doing like deep, deep declutter. Yeah. I go through every drawer, every cabinet. Mm-hmm. Yes, every every little thing and then wipe it all down and just like really, but it's hard to like do it because I always have the baby, right? Right. So it's like getting those moments in and my husband lately has been working so much that it's, it's just, it's just rough. So I've just been inch by inch getting things and even like, just like, Oh, I hate that. My laundry room is downstairs. It really should be upstairs. And that's annoying. It's so annoying. So, um, like getting all the kids clothes, super, like all their clothes cleaned in their drawers. And it's so much easier for them to pick out their stuff in their drawers. They got a shower in their room. Like Mm -hmm. it just makes it easier for them. So just like getting just, just get them it together. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm enjoying the organizing of it all. Um, you know, I had to watch my 600 pound life. This is my thing. <laughs> it's my thing right now. Cause you know what I realized is like the mindset and like seeing how long it takes them to lose like a hundred pounds too. Yeah. It puts things really in perspective of like the mindset of like them having to shift from eating so much food to a smaller amount of food. Mm -hmm. And realistically, even if you're at a smaller size, you still have to do the same thing. Like you still have to adjust Mm -hmm. your eating. And they have an addiction with eating. So they've been keeping me focused. (laughs) (laughs) That's good though. You gotta pull your your inspiration from wherever you can get it from. (laughs) Listen, you just gotta pull it, pull it into, it's been interesting to watch them and their mindset and their mindset shifts like the people that really like a year later and they're just now getting the like skin removal and then if you watched our live or did we talk about it last week when you talked about um pro lipo what was it called smart lipo oh yeah we talked about on the podcast um smart lipo versus like regular lipo yeah, then I started dabbling into a little bit into Smart Lipo. Because <laughs> my husband got so like, mad. Smart Lipo is like the laser lipo where they liquefy it and then suck it out. So it's like less invasive. 
Yeah. And then the traditional one is where you be seeing them shoving the uh and then all the fat is coming out. Yeah, so I was like after I watched the six hundred pound people, then I watched before and afters of smart life. <laughs> it's addicting to watch that stuff. But it and you know what? Okay this is the bad thing about YouTube is like once you start watching, because I watch my 600 pound life on YouTube. I don't watch it on the channel, right? Mm -hmm. The bad thing about it is once YouTube sees that you like are into something, yeah, they start showing you a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, they keep recommending things on that topic and you're like, okay, I was just dabbling. Like, I don't want my whole feed to be sucked up with this <laughs> yeah because now i'm seeing people with bleach addiction and all the pimple popping videos and <laughs> i was like it's too much i just wanted to try yeah. to see the mindset <laughs> that's funny. but yeah that's what i was basically doing what were you doing um this weekend well thursday i did like all my uh, maintenance stuff like my eyebrows and nails and stuff because i'm like listen i'm not going to the nail salon on a friday or a saturday anymore it's just ridiculous it's too yeah. many people you make an appointment they're never on time with the appointment thursdays it's a, a lot less people in there so i went thursday did that stuff and then Saturday, we kind of woke up and was like, I think actually on Friday night, my husband was like, we should just like take a drive down to San Diego. And I was like, let's do it. Ooh. So it's so close for, to us, like it's only like an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. And so yeah. we um, got up early because the housekeeper was coming early at seven anyway. So I had to get up early to let them in. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start getting everybody ready. So by the time they're done, we can leave so we were out of the house by like 9 30 and then um we just drove down to san diego and we went to like mission beach and we just walked along the like the little um strip where the beach is you know like i don't what do they call that not a boardwalk but um where all the restaurants and that houses are and then they have like um kind of like carnival type games and yeah stuff like that so we walked down along the, the pier yeah but not on the pier part just on the sidewalk we just walked okay. down the sidewalk like as far as we could go before Kevin got tired just looking at the houses and um listening to the waves crash kennedy had so much fun watching the surfers there was a lot of surfers out um and then on our way back he's like okay mom we have to jump over the cracks and so he was like, one, two, oh, here's a crack, jump. And so we are jumping over all the cracks. And I got tired. I, I was like, let me turn on my um, mixed cardio on my, uh, <laughs> on my Apple Watch. <laughs> so that was really fun. And then we went over to the little arcade thing. And I'm in there like a mad woman with my Clorox wipes, wiping off every machine before he played the game. And um, then it started getting really crowded in there. So we walked out of there, walked outside and got him some ice cream. And it was just a really cute day. Like we just had so much fun. Bryson slept the whole time. <laughs> he, was like, he was in the stroller listening to the ocean waves. He was like knocked out. Um, and then uh, my husband, he actually went to San Diego State um, University. And so he was 
he was like, oh, I want to show Kenya in like my school. So we kind of drove around the campus and like he was telling us like where everything was and Kendall was so excited. He's like, dad, wow, your school is so big. And like, it was just a really cute day. Like it was a really yeah. nice family day. And I was like, how blessed are we to just be able to drive an hour to the beach and like enjoy this, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we just drove back and we were home by like five, five thirty. I'm so, surprised you guys drove back. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a spare of the moment. It wasn't an overnight trip. It was, you know, like I said, it's only an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. So um, it was a real spare of the moment thing. We didn't feel like packing up all the kids stuff. It was like, no, let's just go enjoy the day, you know, take yeah. a little day trip. Literally, we just went for the drive because I love that drive. It's so relaxing and scenic. And um, yeah, it was just really nice to just enjoy it and come back home to the comfort of your home where all your stuff is already there. Like it's different when we pack up for ourselves and go for a night than when you take your kids. So yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that wasn't even a thought. We're not packing up for one night, maybe two nights, you know, yeah. but um, yeah. So did that Saturday and then Sunday um, we had a little play date at the park. Kenan hasn't been able to play with his best bud in a while because We've just been trying to stay really safe and not have too much exposure. But it's finally warm enough to go outside and play. So we went to the park and I sprayed the whole park down with microband. And <laughs> <laughs> hold on, sit right there. I'm gonna spray right. the place down. <laughs> yeah. And so they had a, a good time and then I left and got my hair retouched a little bit. And that was my weekend. So it was a nice little chill weekend, but we still got to like get out of the house. So that was nice nice i feel like um it's so nice when you can just get out of the house we got we got out of the house this weekend but nothing crazy like go see my mom go get haircuts like little stuff mm -hmm. but uh it's just it's it's the beach is it's so refreshing like mm -hmm. the beach in itself is just so just refreshing yeah, even though it was, like, chilly, it was just, like, still nice. Like, go put your jacket on. Let's go. Like, yeah. we don't stand or anything. We just, you know. So, yeah, that was nice. Nice. All right. Oh. So, Mama Moment. Oh, I'm, I skip stuff. I skip stuff all the time. <laughs> no worries. We can get into. Oh, we got to do our Jeannie Mai update. Yes. Okay, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead go. listen we're very happy that she shared the gender of the baby last week because we was not sure because of That's course not. right media yeah. outlets were saying it was going to be something else so just a little update uh Jeannie Mai had a baby girl mm -hmm. Monaco and I love that name by the way yeah it's I a love really good that name, name for a girl like I think Monaco is like really cute for a girl. Yeah, it is really cute. Monaco, my Jenkins. Yes. So I'm really happy that that rumor was not true because I was like, this is a lot. This is, doesn't make sense. Like, how in the world? And it's so ironic that the day after she announces. <laughs> I know, like we record it and then, because you guys, we always record like a day or so early because we don't want um, 
we want to give us our give ourselves room so we can be consistent and post consistently. So yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm so happy that she did share and see that's the thing about rumors. You never know. Yeah, you never know. And we said though, we were like we hope it's not true. Yeah. So we were happy that that was not true. But there's been a lot of baby news. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of baby news, especially today. And so speaking of rumors, it was such a big rumor that Rihanna was pregnant and then the rumor fell off and everybody was like, no, she's not pregnant. Like we see the Savage X Fenty commercials. She looks super thin and then boom, <laughs> Monday. About nine months. Okay. She's probably about eight, eight or nine months. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think like seven. Yeah. Maybe seven or eight. Cause her belly is kind of big. Like yeah. it's not huge, but it's kind of big. Yeah. So um she probably couldn't hide it anymore. I I never thought that she wasn't, kind of thought that she still was pregnant just because of like the clothing that she's been wearing in real time. Like those shoots and stuff, we don't know when that stuff was filmed. But yeah. um like the, the clothing that she was wearing in real time. It was more on the baggier side, which is the style right now. But I don't know. I just kind of felt like she was. But I'm happy that they are. I can't wait to see what this baby looks like. It's going to be so cute and fashionable. But so big congratulations to Rihanna. And my favorite part about this whole thing, besides Rihanna being pregnant, which is a beautiful thing, congratulations to her and ASAP. But everybody creating the memes about Chris Brown and Drake. Hilarious literally hilarious like people's creative minds i cannot (laughs) it's so funny like all the different memes of like drake and chris brown crying or just looking so disheveled but you have to think like i when chris brown and rihanna like that whole thing like they really felt like they were i feel like they were really each other's first love you know really young they, they were, were so young, yeah. Young. So young. It's and then Drake. Yeah. Drake yeah. just wanted to be like a Beyonce and Jay-Z. Right. But yeah, no. Okay, so what do you think she's having? Oh wow. I think it's a boy. I think it's a boy too. Yeah. I think it's a boy. My first instinct said boy. So I think it's a boy. So that's our prediction. So we'll see. But in more um baby news <laughs> Elsa's having a baby again 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 <laughs> I know Nick Cannon, baby mama. Oh, sorry, yes. go ahead. Nick Cannon announced that he's having his eighth child so this is his fifth baby mama you said so yeah. this is a totally new mom yes okay so totally new mom the eighth child he's really excited about it we all know that he wants to build the dream team so he wants to have as many kids as he possibly can and he is holding true to that (laughs) he really is but you know what um on his show today you could tell that he's having he because of the backlash he's received on it Mm -hmm. that he's having trouble with it now and he opened up on his show that he you know had to talk to his therapist about it Mm -hmm. because he's trying to stand in his own truth or whatever and 
he gets so much backlash and he's like I'm human you guys like I see the comments I see the jokes I see this and that and yeah. I have a hard time with it you know Mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm trying basically at the same time he's trying to be honest with himself and what he wants to do you know yeah. mm-hmm. and it was kind of interesting um but at the same time it's starting to feel a, like selfish mm-hmm. because each of those kids like it was four kids with four kids born within one year alone yeah. so it's like five different baby mamas. They're all close in age. I would kind of understand if it was a different kid. I don't know. It's just like, my thing is like the, the big milestones, the graduations. Some of them, they're all, they all live in LA. They're going to have like similar graduation day. Yeah. And it's like. But you know what he's going to do? Let me tell you what he's going to do. They're all going to go to the same schools. He's going to probably put them all in the same neighborhoods and put them all in the same schools so that they're all in the same place and grow up together. Because I don't think, just seeing like the type of guy that he is, I don't know if he necessarily wants a whole bunch of families everywhere. You know what I mean? Like he wants a bunch of kids, but it doesn't, I don't think he wants to keep them all completely separate. I don't know. You know what? I was watching E! today and they somebody brought that up too they said no he is cool with all the baby mamas all the baby mamas know so what he's going to do is when he has free time all the kids come to hang out with him all at one time yeah they're gonna all together i feel like i feel like i could actually see him building a neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) what's that i need a drink i need a drink i can't do this tonight Okay, what's that show? Um, the uh, the oh God, the Sister Wives. Yeah. You know how on Sister Wives they all have their own house. Yeah. And then all of their children live within that house. I could see yeah. him doing something like that, like having five houses on the same block, and you know he builds the house however they want it. And, you know they live there with their children and he just stops by each house and you know do what he needs to do and he has a big house on the other side for christmas everybody comes to the house like <laughs> okay go to the same schools. like i could just see, see like that i i okay at first i thought the same thing but then so, and somebody brought it up just like that on um daily pop today on uh-huh. e-news and then somebody else, I forgot her name, said, people change. Mm-hmm. One of them baby mamas, two of them baby mamas, three of them baby mamas, in a couple of years, maybe like, I don't want to do it like this. I, I'm yeah. now seeing a different man, and we're going to move to Georgia. That's what happened on Sister Wives. The lady was like, I want out. I don't what? care. Yeah, she was like, I'm, I'm over it. I want another life for myself. Yep. <laughs> And that's what I think is going to happen is it's all looking good right now. But in a couple of years, people change. People tend to say, you know what? I thought this was for me. It's yeah. not for me. And now me and my kid are moving to Alaska. Right. Please. You think he ain't going to have his paperwork in order since you can't do that? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Like, oh, my gosh. Signed up for. But I don't know. We're going to see. Wish him the best. I am very intrigued and 
Um, I would like to see how this all unfolds in a few years when the kids do start going to school and like stuff like that. That's going to be interesting. And he's such a supportive parent too, that it's going to be like, if that kid is two years old and says, I love Disney. I want to be Disney Channel. He's going to throw that, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. kid is like, I love to paint. He's gonna be like, you're Pasaka, you're, uh, you're going to have your own art show. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to come, you know? Which is a good thing, but it could also be a bad thing when you're Nick Cannon and it's blasted to the world, you know? Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds. There was also another pregnancy announcement with the brat and her fiance, um, Judy. She is yeah. a, a beauty mogul. I would call her a mogul. She has built a huge beauty empire with her products. And um, they announced their pregnancy, was it today? Yeah, today. Yeah, they announced their pregnancy today, same day as Rihanna's. And which I thought was interesting. And yeah. um yeah, and so and they're also they're getting married on uh February 2, 2222. So they got the wedding, they got the baby, and then all of her um I don't know if all of her products, but some of her products she announced are already in Target, but they're gonna be in CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, like every drug major drugstore around the U.S. So I'm like, dang, they're doing big things. They got a lot of a little announcements going on. You so. know, I don't know much about Judy, but I've seen a lot of interviews from um, Debrat about Judy, mm-hmm. and she speaks so highly of Judy and just all that Judy is. And it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting because, at least from the interviews I've seen of Debrat, she mm-hmm. just was like, you know, I. Like, it was like once she met Judy, she became such a fuller person to the point where she was able to embrace who she felt, who or embrace herself. Yeah. So I'm really happy for them. And it's kind of, um, they, they reminded me, I have a friend that was that, uh, same sex, same sex, and they're two women. And mm-hmm. when they um, announced their pregnancy, they said, um, oh my goodness, they said, um, what did they say? Hold on. What did they say? They said, um, a baby on the way with a lot of love and a little science. And I thought it was just <laughs> the cutest thing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Go ahead. Live your life. You know, you want motherhood. You want this person. Go do you. It is really good to like see the brat happy. Like she's been through so much. I watched a couple episodes of their show. They had a show called brat loves judy i think it was called yeah and um you could tell the love is real between the two of them they they showed it all too like the ups and downs and things that they went through but it is exciting to see her living her truth and like because she we've never really seen her in a relationship like no there was a thing on kevin on stage this week where somebody where he said like um oh this is the brat when i had a crush on her yeah somebody said that's not her that's the brat and Kevin on stage was like like I know I'm not talking about the artist her I'm talking about the brat and before the brat came out and I had a crush on her you weren't born yet sir right (laughs) (laughs) they all confused they're like who is that (laughs) so confused it was so funny though yeah a lot of babies on the way 
but yeah, mama moments, I think. Yes, now let's move into our mama moments. Um, so I talked about how we like went to the park this weekend, and it was just really cool to see um little Bryson having the time of his life. Okay, Aww. like we haven't really went to the park too much with him. Usually we go for a walk first and then we go to the park and he usually sleep by the time we get there. So he usually in a stroller or when we go to other parks, he kind of just runs around but not really get on the equipment. But he was crawling up there. He was trying to do all the things the big kids were doing. He was going down the slide, like he was climbing up and down the stairs and he was running laps around the um the where the grass was and exploring and picking up leaves and he was just having the time of his life and it was so cute but me and his dad was tired because we were having to chase after him he was running <laughs> down the hill like it is experience like seeing them seeing him grow up and like just really coming into his own is like so exciting um so yeah that was my mama moment i was just watching him like oh my baby and being a big boy <laughs> it's so crazy because it's like the older they get you see more personality and it's just like they just open up like they just bloom you know yeah yeah for sure how about yours okay so my mama moment actually is a good entryway into tonight's topic because in my house um we always sing um brown skin girl your skin yeah. just like pearls uh-huh. you're the best in the world you know we just, yes. we just did the whole thing right uh-huh. and i guess my son he got tired of us so he was like brown skin boys dun, 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 dun. we're the best in the world <laughs> like i'm seeing y'all girls <laughs> he's like he remixed it to brown skin boys he was and we always kind of like da 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 da, and he's like the best in the world, and <laughs> we were just cracking up. <laughs> That's so cute. He's like, "Listen, you little brown skin girls, I'm here too." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "It's always brown skin girls in this house. What about brown skin boys?" That's what he told me. He's like, "What about brown skin boys?" <laughs> I'm crying. That's. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said that. I was like, oh my goodness. So then we were, so then me and Audrey were like, brown skin boy. Oh, good. <laughs> like, don't leave me out of this. Uh-huh. And he's like, don't leave me out of this. Yeah, he got tired of us. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a cute little moment because we just always just sing it so casually, but he was just like, it's time for me it's to let them know. Right. So like Nicole said, tonight we are talking about being somebody's Black mama, okay? Yep. So we're talking about um, being a Black mom in America, and we know um, all the things that are centered around that, and it's different. There's no denying it. We're, it's just different being a Black mother with Black children especially black boys and so today we just kind of want to talk and share some tools that we use as mothers to affirm and teach our children to be confident aware of who they are proud of who they are because it's our job as parents to build them up teach them 
to love themselves so that when they go out into the world, they can be confident in who they are. And if somebody is negative towards them or they try to speak down on them, they can combat that with a positive affirmation of who they are and tell people and show people who they are instead of letting someone else tell them who they are. See, and this is why older millennial um, parents, we really out here doing something because we got, we bring in, a, I feel like older millennial parents, especially black parents, mm-hmm. we just, we doing stuff different. Yes. We got gentle parenting. <laughs> We're informative to our children about mm-hmm. their, their race through like actual uh, like books and TV shows and affirmations. We just doing stuff different. Yeah. We're not going to let anybody from the world or outside of our household tell our children who they are before we Like the goal is to already have them prepared as early as when they could talk. We see brown skin girl. Okay. Okay. Somebody tries to come up to Audrey and tell her that her brown skin is ugly. She's going to be like, oh no, I'm the best in the world. What do you mean? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) What do you mean? Look at all this. (laughs) Especially her. (laughs) Okay. Because we're going to get to that. But yes, (laughs) it's important. Okay. Yeah. It's so important. But I also think it's so important to us because our gen i feel like our generation we went through i mean i feel like we went through social media first Mm -hmm. yeah and so we've we saw the effects on us and so i think through that we've been able to use social media and stuff as tools and use different things as resources and be able to put our our vibe to it Mm -hmm. because we know what it's like you know what i'm saying and yeah. we now have the resources and we now have more, you know, it's a availability to, yes. you know, like, yeah, more access. Yeah. To create to, like help with that. Cause you know, like our parents, like I will say my mom, she did um, always tell me that I was beautiful. She always like um, made sure we knew our black history, like, Black history was taught in our household. We had plenty of books and things and and videos and like all that um, in in my household. So I was blessed in that manner. But before the internet and like things like that, there wasn't a lot that was accessible if you didn't go out and get it. Right. And so some parents just weren't knowledgeable of what to do or that it was even necessary, you know? And so now like us being millennial parents we have so much access and we like nicole said we've been through so much we've seen so much that we look at the world differently and for through our children's eyes we want them to see a positive view of who they are so we're going to do whatever we can to try to like build them up pump their brain with positivity of who they are how they look who we are as a people, let them know the truth about who we are as a people because the world presents a lot of false narratives of who we are. And so today we're just gonna share some tools that we like to use um, to do so. And you can do this at any age group. Um, I think it is good to do things that are age appropriate. Um, So our children are on the younger um, side and so, 
I feel like as they grow older, you could get a little bit more in-depth about things. But at this stage in the game, one tool that we love to use is books. Yeah. Because the books, they can break it down in their language. There's pictures to reference. Um, and there's so there's so much um, variety in what you can choose from. So you can find books like I Love Little Legends. Little Legends um, is by, uh, I don't know, I'm probably not saying this right, but it's V-A-S-H-T-I Harrison. And they have these books about Black history for uh, men in Black history and women in Black history. And they kind of like put them all looking like um, children. So they're kind of like in child form, but they tell their stories in a creative way that a child can be engaged in. So when I read this to Kendon, he asks questions and he's like, oh, this one is my favorite. And like, you know, he's able to kind of flip through the book and he's like, oh, he looks like me. And so it's, it's really good for them to like see themselves in the eyes of these amazing leaders and inventors and like people like that so I really like um Little Legends what's one of the books that you had Nicole um I actually have the book down um I Am Enough mm -hmm. by Grace Byers mm -hmm. and I just find what I love about this book is just like it's just the empowerment of it all like I just feel like especially if you guys listen to the podcast uh, if you listen to the podcast for a long time you know I had a, a problem with one of my son's schools and just encouraging them to know that you know they are enough or like they are deserve to be treated equally like just little things but putting it in their language because I think that's the biggest thing is just picking books to where it's in their own language you know yeah that are like, subtle that's not like even the book says I am enough it's not like it's an overbearing thing it's just like making it subtle but still informative you know yeah absolutely um another one that I had on here is called skin like mine I don't have the author but um it's about celebrating diversity amongst children so they have you know all different colors represented um of children in the book and it just like she said teaches the children about diversity how people are different but we're all the same in different ways and um celebrating your skin color and celebrating your heritage and who you are and just because you may look different than someone it doesn't make you any less of a person um but yeah it just kind of breaks it down into a way that they can understand another one um i love being me it's about self-confidence, love, and empowerment. Um, and that's the goal, is to teach our children and build them up um, um, who they are, with who they already are, so that they're not going to school wanting to be like someone else. Like, um, I kind of got alarmed one time when Kendon was like, Mom, am I different? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I told you you were different. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you, do that, you know and um he was actually watching a tv show and they were they were talking about how we're all different but we're all the same and you know different things like that and so i was like well who who's different are you different than who 
And he was like, am I different from, and he was talking about one of the dogs on the show. And then I said, yeah, you guys are different. How do you think you're different? And he's like, well, he's an animal and I'm a human. I'm like, absolutely, you're right. And so like, I think it is important too to kind of like ask questions so that you're not kind of like jumping the gun on something. Yeah. Because although we're teaching them, we still want to preserve their innocence. And so we want them to be aware and we want them to to know who they are, but we don't want to turn it into something ugly. You know what I mean? Right, Like yeah. I could have jumped and said like, who called you different? Somebody at school said that to you? Were they being mean to you? And then he would think that being different was something bad, you know? Right, right. And so we just kind of have to be careful with our words and ask questions so that we can gauge like where they're at. Um, and we do live in a predominantly um, white neighborhood. And so, although I won't say, well, my specific neighborhood is the United Nations. We got everything over here. But at his school, it is predominantly Hispanic and um, Caucasian. And so he, there's only two, there's three kids in his class that look like him. But he doesn't see a difference. Like he, you know, he kind of he just plays with everybody and things like that but i also make sure want to make sure that he does know that you know you're black your skin is brown it is beautiful um so and so may be this color may that color but everybody should be friends and things like that just in case there is a kid in his class who's been teaching who has been taught the complete opposite i don't want that kid to come to my child and tell him anything about he looks is negative so I always want to like read these type of books and things like that to him so that he is aware of like who he is and how he looks and his curly hair and his brown skin and everything about him is beautiful you know yeah and um I guess another book that I like is hair love and basically, it's a relationship within the dad and the daughter, and the dad doing the daughter's hair and empowering the little girl about her hair. Mm-hmm. And we'll get more into hair later, but being able to have a, a book that also affirms, you know, your child from their, um, even to the point of their hair or whatnot is important. Because, like, I feel like with my kids, when they go to school, there's like two girls in Audrey, my daughter's class that have hair like hers, but they're mixed kids. So their hair is kind of bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. And Austin, there's a whole bunch of black boys at Austin school, but <laughs> just, just, I don't know. I feel like since we're their parents, we're their, we kind of become like a child's inner voice, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the books are helpful in a place of just becoming part of their inner voice of just like, I am beautiful. My hair is beautiful. You know, I, yeah. I feel like that's the deeper part, the deeper part that it connects to. Yeah. It's so true because I remember being younger and hearing my mom's voice over anybody else's. Yeah. So if it's repeated enough, if it's, you know, kind of drilled in there enough, like they'll hear that over anything when someone does like, I always would say like, anybody tell me about me? Like I always, because (laughs) my mom and my dad, like they already like drilled into me who I was and who God said I was. 
and they would literally tell me like you don't believe anybody else over that you know right. and i would always so if somebody says something negative to me i'd be like you can't tell me about me you don't even know me you know like that was yeah. my thought process of course people's words hurt but at the end of the day i would hear their voices telling me or if i come to my mom she would reaffirm me and let me know like no that's not true that's a lie you know things like that and so you know that's kind of just our job as parents and the more layers that we put on that the greater it becomes so they'll hear our voice they'll hear the books that we read the tv shows that were that they watch that's another tool that you can use is just to make sure that you have representation within their entertainment so the movies the tv shows netflix has a lot of um movies um and tv shows that represent um black children i really like this show that we recently found called eight of the scientists and i love it because she's so smart kenny wants to be a scientist now <laughs> and um there's her and then there's her brother and her parents and the show is centered around her family but she also has two friends that are white and so it just shows like you know just coming together and the white kids come over her house and they play and they go on adventures and like they're just friends like regardless of what they look like they're just friends and so um he loves that show like he just really loves that show and they also like represent like black love because um i remember one episode the the daughter came in and she's like mom are you ready and she's like for what and she's like we have to make the cake for your anniversary and she's like oh no i forgot our anniversary so the daughter is like helping her get everything together to celebrate the wedding anniversary of her her mom and dad. So I'm like, I just love that. So Kendon is like, when's your anniversary, mom? <laughs> like, do you have, and he's like, what is an anniversary? And he like asks a lot of questions and like things like that. So to me, that's kind of like what those shows like do is just kind of like engage and um, bring forth more conversations. But the fact that it's, um, through the voices of a black family that he's able to look at as well. I think it's kind of cool. That's cool. I know on um, Netflix, we like to watch the Motown magic mm -hmm. and um, our house is really into music. Like it's all <laughs> into dancing and like playing music and sing-alongs. And so that show was just kind of like right up my kids. Like, entertainment alley um especially my son when he was younger he was a lot more into motown magic but mm -hmm. it's so nice that that we have that you know like as a kid we only had like such a select few of shows we could watch you know mm -hmm. and so to see that they have so many options is right. so nice you and know at our disposal like that like we had to wait till the show came on yeah like oh what time is it coming on and you know stuff like that so yeah it is cool that they have so many um options um there's other shows for like your younger children gracie's corner Achille and me miss well, hold on oh hold on okay go ahead <laughs> Because after Gracie's last corner. week, we had to go check out Gracie's Corner. <laughs> Gracie's Corner is lit, okay? 
Gracie rode rode the boat. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I sat my husband down. I said, I want to show you something. And he's like, okay. So I sat down. He was on the computer. He was on his laptop. I put Gracie's corner on. He looked up like, what, what beat is this? Right. She had, they did, um, they were counting to the beat of Cut It. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. You need to count it. Count it. Count it. Count it. <laughs> and girl, Araya loves music so much. Mm-hmm. So we put Gracie's Corner on. She's just over there bopping and dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gracie's Corner is lit. Another it's one that, uh, Kenan used to love when he first, he was like, I think we found that when he was really young, um, Desmond Dennis. Oh, yeah. Desmond Dennis is really good for music. So, like, his all his stuff is on um, Spotify and Apple Music and stuff, too. So, yeah. if you're in the car and you are tired of, like, Coco Melon and, like, these dry nursery rhyme songs, yeah, go find Desmond Dennis. He has plenty of playlists and you will be in the car. There's times where I drop the kids off and I'm still listening to their music and dancing <laughs> to it because it's that lit. Like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. He's oh, that's so funny. Um, but you know what? Last but not least uh, on this topic, um, I really enjoy Tab Time. We haven't really gotten into that. That's a new sh- newer show. We haven't really gotten into that one yet. You know what? It's so calming. She kind of puts you to sleep mm-hmm. because she's so soothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for my daughter, she's just, my daughter really enjoys learning. And tab time, I feel, is so informative mm-hmm. to the point where at some point it was a little overwhelming. But for her, she's just at that age where she's just like, just everything just infused with everything yeah yeah. and so she's just like whoa you know it's so (laughs) informative so i i've actually really been enjoying tap time miss monica brown huh miss monica monica sudden she's really good if you want to find like a story time or um not story time but um what do you call it like circle time type stuff where she teaches letters and numbers and songs and colors she does art projects so you can go look it up and get all your tools for your kids to do the art projects math um she a little bit more big time now when we first started watching her during the pandemic she was kind of like doing it in her, her own home studio and she would upload every day now um that kenan goes to school we don't watch it as much but I, when i looked on there she didn't kind of have she didn't have content every day like she did before so the structure is a little bit different but all those other videos are still on there so you can always go back and watch um you know the other content too she does like the days of the week with the weather and like all kind of stuff um so i really enjoyed um her during the pandemic when we were doing like homeschool yeah she was really good. So yeah, we kind of already talked about this before, but um, doing affirmations is a really huge tool. Um, just to have something, if you have some type of mantra or affirmations that you can kind of do with your kids every day, um, it's really good because like Nicole was talking about before, it's like having your voice in there. Um, just reminding them of who they are 
and um, the power that they possess and how beautiful they are and like all the positive, positive things um, that you want to be embedded in them. Um, so you can come up with your own. There's some that you can find online if you want to, but just coming up with your own, like I am powerful, I am confident, I am smart, I am beautiful, I am courageous, like just whatever words or phrases that you feel like represents your child and you can cater it to your child. You know, like all of our children possess, possess different attributes that set them apart from other people. So if you notice something that is a strength in your child, you can kind of like um, put emphasis on it through your affirmations. Yeah, definitely. I thought, I feel like that's so important. That's something we do all the time because that's just, I just feel like that's just a must. Yeah. Like that's just empowering your child on a daily basis. That's just like drinking water. Yeah. It's a must. And have them look in the mirror when they do it so that oh, they yeah. can like see themselves and like, and this is something that we should be doing for ourselves as well because yeah. <laughs> sometimes you have to talk yourself up, okay? I so, know, right? <laughs> but it's nice. My husband actually does it with um, Kendon because he does the school drop-off. So um, they do that in the morning and say a prayer and um, and things like that. And Kendon loves it because he loves routine, honey. So <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely loves it. Um, and the last thing that we wanted to kind of touch on um, was just complimenting um, their features. Nicole, did you want to talk about that? I kind of wanted to like touch on the hair aspect. Yeah. So a big thing for me, like, as soon as I found out that I was pregnant with a little girl, like, sometimes you don't really know um, how something is going to affect you. But as soon as I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter, the, one of the things that hit me instantly was how I wanted her to feel about her hair. Because I feel like as Black women, especially when you're a little girl and you're in a predominantly white area, mm -hmm. you see everybody else's hair is straight and you just feel, I just remember being a kid and just feeling like, how come my hair is not straight or how come my hair is like this or how come this and that? And so it was like, as soon as I found out I was, found out I was pregnant with Audrey, I just stopped wearing weaves as much because... I wanted to become more comfortable with my, I was like, how am I going to teach her to be more comfortable with her hair if I'm not as comfortable with my own, you know? Yeah. And so I really started to stop wearing weaves as much. And I just got to a point where I was just like, just focusing on my own hair and just feeling beautiful with my own hair mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sure that she would, could feel beautiful about her hair. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the major reasons why I don't wear weaves as much anymore. It's just so that she could see my hair was like her hair and I love my hair. We love her hair. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always complimenting her on her hair. Like, oh my goodness, your hair is so beautiful. Look at these curls. Your curls is popping. Yes. Like, I'm just always complimenting her hair. And something I really got blessed about is um, the daycare that she went to ever since she was like a little baby. Mm -hmm. Um they were black, so they were always complimenting her hair. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I got real lucky, and the lady that owned it, she would braid her hair. Oh, yes, that's a plus. And she was like, and the teacher would tell me, yeah, all the little kids sit around and watch me braid Audrey's hair, and we just sit there and talk about how beautiful Audrey's hair looks, and then 
all the kids go, I want hair like Audrey. I want to have hair like you, Audrey. <laughs> and so now she's That's four why years she's old. A diva. <laughs> yeah. Um, I took some of her braids out, and so this weekend she was like, "Mom, I got my hair wet," and because I had washed my hair over the weekend, mm-hmm. so she's over. So on Sunday night, she took her shower for school, and she was like, "Mom, I got my hair wet in the shower, and it's curly like yours. Look, it's just like so curly, like." oh my god so cute right and I'm like yeah it's so cute and so and then when I drop her off at school every Monday her hair like changes different right mm-hmm. and so because uh, I try to do styles like it last a week but they usually last about two to three days but right. um every Monday when she comes to school or like every day especially like every day it changes or whatever the teacher is just like Audrey I love your hair and she's just like, thank you. <laughs> and her teacher's Hispanic, but I love that her teacher compliments her on her hair. Yes, you know? yes. And even though we compliment as much as we do, like sometimes she'll say like, oh, I kind of want like, I want my hair like Elsa. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, Elsa's hair is cute, but like your curls is popping. Like she's like, right. I know, I know. It's like growing so much. And I'm like, I know. It's like like everything <laughs> she is the cutest oh my gosh I just uh, so she, she was like well maybe for Halloween I'll do Elsa hair I was like yeah we'll think about it <laughs> but it's just like those things you just you want them to feel confident about it you know and yeah so I tried to just um compliment her on her hair and do her hair like all the time Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show how it's working though too. Like yeah. even with having the um, the reinforcement of the daycare provider, like encouraging her about her hair and her teacher encouraging her about her hair because she's hearing all that right, and her attitude is re- reflective of that. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, I know my curls like it's getting long, you know, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good because it's made her confident. And she believes the words that you're saying. She's not like, no, it's not. It's ugly, you know? Right, right. She believes you because she believes that it is, you know? Like, my mom is not steering me wrong. Like, my hair is beautiful. Like, and not only did my mom say it, like, my teacher said it. Like, you know? And so that's why it's just so important to, like, keep fueling them with positivity and, like, building them up and, you know, as much as you can and like, you can't blow their head up big enough, okay? Because somebody yeah. in the world is going to always come and try to deflate it and try to like tear them down and like, we just pray over our children. We pray that they have positive people around them and people that are not going to be haters and like try to discourage them or tear them down. But the truth of the matter is, some little Timmy is going to sneak in there. Yeah. And you need to be able to look at little, little Timmy in the eye and say, you lied. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bad. No. <laughs> and you know what? When she does talk about other hairstyles, I, I tell her, yeah, when you get a little older, we can do that to your hair. And then I tell her, I, I always tell her, I always whisper. I'll be like, yeah, because it's the magic. Mm-hmm. And she be like, the yes. magic. I'm like, you gotta get low. I'll tell you about the, the black girl magic. Yes. <laughs> she absolutely. Like, 
She'd be like, okay, okay. And I was like, yeah, we could do I was like, we could do whatever we want with our hair. We could do a whole lot of things with our hair. But yes. the prettiest is the curls. It's the curls. Yes. I love that. I love that you said that. It's the it's the magic of it all. Cause yeah. that's really good. Yeah. I love that. Well, that wraps up today's episode. We hope that you guys were able to gain some tools um from what we share with you all and you know add to it put your little sauce on it but the main goal of today was just kind of like shed light on um our children and how we raise them making sure that they're aware of who they are and confident in who they are this is officially black history month and we want to not only celebrate each other this month but all year long like every year every day is black history month in your household like you should be teaching them different things about who they are their heritage so that they can be proud and confident in that and so this month we are highlighting that but we want to make sure that we are putting it into practice every day so yeah that's all we have for you guys today we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode make sure you share it with a friend Follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify at Somebody's Mama Pod. You can leave us a rating and review. And we're also available on other platforms. But yeah, just make sure y'all leave a rating and review. We really appreciate it. And um, follow us on Instagram at Somebody's Mama Pod. Yes. All right. See y'all next week. Bye.